Hey everybody, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I'm Chip Monk, and with me as always is the Mr. Gimpy. What's up, brother? What's happening? How are you on this fine morning? Ah, uh, terrible, terrible. Damn kids, man. Damn kids. How dare you, dude? <laughs> just, fighting, just fighting way too early in the morning, you know? That's like, I, kids, I woke man. up at, dude, from... Because uh, we usually record the pod about 8.30, right? I was up yeah. at 7.45. So from 7.45 till 9 o'clock, they were just fucking battling, dude. <laughs> That's just waking up with anger, dude. That's what children do. It's, it's not even <laughs> anger, dude. They're just, they're just like playing and then the play gets too too intense and then they get both get pissed. It's it's the worst. <laughs> it got to be referee. Break them up, dude yeah man give them a count out it's <laughs> a lot bro it's a lot <laughs> i've been watching this with my uh nephews where like the little one now will like grab stuff from the bigger one just to like uh anger them and like run off and they're like yeah. hey he's like can you you know and they're like trying to teach him to use the kind words he's like can i please have that back he's like nah dude he <laughs> just like right, runs off right, right, right. my bros just stay there like ah oh, you know what can you do i'm like bro you gotta like uh step in because the little kid one doesn't know any better but i don't say Shows. nothing i'm just like i just watch it happen i'm like that's Shows just nature. violence Kids choosing violence all the time, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> they, they just want the most amount of attention. If it's uh, however they're going to get it, it's all the same to them. They don't have like that filter of like, oh, this is bad attention. I probably shouldn't be doing this. Like, right, right. This is good right, attention. Right. Like they're just like, I just want to be the spotlight of the world. True. And you know, I, to them, they, they are. <laughs> they don't know no better. <laughs> I will <laughs> say, uh, uh, I did have a fun moment with them the other day. Uh, they they've been playing. Uh, they've been playing like the 3ds and playing like old games on that you know like uh, yeah. daughter picked you haven't up. gotten them a play day yet the one bit no yeah that's not happening the crank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah never it's 180 dollars um, dude you're fine so, uh, got some like shovelware like you know character branded games for it uh, yeah. like so my daughter's been playing like this frozen game on the 3ds and they've been they've been sharing that and then since, since uh, they're both getting used to platformers and they're both pretty used to beat em ups as well, uh, they've been playing through the Lego Batman game, the very yes. first one. So that's been that's been interesting to watch, and I haven't been helping them at all. I've just been letting them figure things out, and uh, it's been it's been fun seeing their them uh, kind of recognizing some gameplay systems and uh, making progress in the game. So uh, you know, there's three Lego Batman games. So uh, once they beat the first one, they'll move on. It's and, crazy uh, that there's not like a Lego Minecraft game yet, right? Is there has to be, right? Does there Lego is. Have... It's uh, uh, Lego World or some shit like that. There, Does it, it look good? Is it like play good? Lego World Builders. I don't know. It's not. It's not made for me. You know. It's, it's yeah, like, you're not in the there. Market is very is very skews a lot younger for those games. But from what I understand, it it, it sold well, and uh, you know, yeah. like yeah, I just for don't me, think it was as big as minecraft but the quake one map editor the trench broom has been my minecraft dude like as i'm sitting here and like i don't know there's like a whole community dude i've been listening to like uh the podcasts that people have out they interview like other map makers they uh they do play through commentaries and stuff and i'm like is this my minecraft is this minecraft for people over 40 <laughs> is this what's is, going dude. on it yeah <laughs> this trench broom everyone's just out the trench broom dude like or like uh you're hammer or you know whatever whatever you're out oh did we you uh get the mod for it for hammer plus plus then or no i got uh og original hammer at one point and then i was like this isn't trench broom uh and <laughs> i also tried a gz uh edit which is also yeah. like another flavor but i don't it creates more work like it's convenient if you just want to make box rooms so that might be the pen ultimate like if you're like just like with graph paper and you want to like lay down a bunch of square boxes to like get a feel for like how spaces will interact. But then you have to spend more work going back and cleaning up because like nobody who does any kind of level beyond like a basic level is laying out boxes, dude. Like that's just not happening. Like if you're making boxes, that's the worst. Type. So it's like you have to go back and like destroy the geometry just to remake it uh, how you would like. Uh, so I don't know. Trench broom is kind of slow but it does what it does nicely like you just hit shift you extrude walls you pull out walls with like uh was it all you just learn you learn the quick keys and like you're like this is really fast like it's probably the fastest way to make a map out there yeah no that's awesome man that's awesome uh, but yeah i don't know like the other tools are fine like you probably just have to learn like the workflow and stuff with them 
uh, yeah, all, the, all the tools are fun, bro, but it's Minecraft for old people. This is what I'm finding out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know about no. your Legos uh, right, or whatever. Right. How how has uh, the RPG Maker uh, game jam been going? I finished all of the overworld, uh, and then I sent off an email to the professor to ask him like how he wanted the start area to be. Like, oh, this is the map. I'm not sure. Cause like we never really, you know, wrote a story. <laughs> so I was like, how do you want to start the game? For an RPG. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of important for an RPG. So I was like, uh, how do you want like the first part of this map to be? Cause it's kind of important. Uh, I haven't been checking my email. So I'm not sure if you got back to me yet, but I did that about like two, three days ago. Okay. Uh, and I haven't really touched it yet. Uh, I've been lazy. I've been enjoying the That's weekend. Uh, my allergies start acting up. So like I like ended up sleeping through, uh, was it like Friday? I think like I got home yeah. Thursday or Friday and I just like passed out. <laughs> I went to, uh, I went to message you on Friday. Cause I was like, Oh, Hey, you're working on, you're working on uh, blender. It looks like, right. And I was like, Oh, you're working on game dumb shit. I'm going to work on game dumb shit. I went, I, I clicked your name and it said, you know, like you were, you were asleep or whatever your snooze. And I was yeah. like, Oh, this dude probably is dead. You know, <laughs> I assumed. <laughs> Uh, so I did get some progress on my game dev side, uh, for my auto runner for the kids. Um, I got, I, uh, fine tuned their running animations and I made their, uh, attack animations. Um, I programmed an attack. So when you, when you have enough pickups, you know, bar fills. And once that bar is full, you can activate your, your power to uh, run through the level and not worry about, you know, the enemies that are there or things like that. Like I said, my son has punching, my daughter has, you know, she said guns, but I gave her like elemental powers. So, so she's like blasting, blasting things. It's, it's functionally the same, but just looks different, you know? Um, nice. So I got those animations done. Uh, I thought I'm thinking just since it's like a quick thing for my kids, I was just gonna use like a free asset pack for the enemies and not yeah. waste any more of my time uh, for it. Uh, then I think I'm going to just start stitching assets together for uh, the levels because you know it's gonna be auto generated. Um, yeah, you so. just need like whatever a good tile set. And so yeah, yeah. I think I th- or whatever. Think depending on how hard I want to go with it. I'll probably do like uh, single rooms that can be stitched together and just randomized with an array, you know, to keep going. Is this like a dual joystick shooter? No, no, no. It's it's a side scrolling. Making Smash auto TV. Runner. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> no, it's a side side scrolling auto runner. Um, okay. Uh, but and also, I thought you know if it, I could maybe make it a uh, race too between the kids as well uh-huh. if I wanted to add multiplayer to it because uh, uh, game makers. I was looking into how to do networking, and it's actually just a kind of drag and drop plugin that seems pretty it's simple. Feature creep, bro. Do yeah, it. It is feature creep, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm it. not doing that. But I was like, if I wanted to keep working on it, it would be a nice project to uh, learn about the network network functionality from GameMakers. So, yeah, um, you know, we'll we'll see how far I get. But uh, uh, like every night, I've been working on it a little bit, um, and the kids don't know yet. Um, one day I'm just going to put it on, on their tablets while they're asleep and not mention anything. Go, hey, did you play the game with you in it? And they're like, what the hell? And I was like, yeah. you know, Boom. yeah, so it uh, should That's be good. Up, yeah, yeah, man. So it's been, it's progress been fun. On and, it. and once it's once it's complete, I'll uh, show the pod too. So we'll we'll get a little preview. I, I don't yeah. plan on releasing it. It's just going to be for the kids. What are you um, doing the animations? And are you doing that in like Sprite or are you doing it right in uh, Game Maker? I'm doing it in Sprite. Okay, nice. I yeah, know how, so, like you've been talking about like wanting to get back in animation and stuff. So yep. it's like, all right. Yep. yep I was like, yep, I know so. Game Maker, I think, has some kind of solution for it, like basic they do. They have their Yeah, yeah, they have their um, built in thing. It's 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 actually pretty solid. It's actually a very yeah. solid uh a sprite editing and and uh, you can onion scan and all that fun shit. Um frame controls, all that. Like if you want to make your animations directly in Game Maker, no reason not to, man, unless you're like already used to another program. Uh you know, Game Maker be fine yeah. for that. Um, I've used it for like fine tuning some things after you know I added into the engine. Yeah, instead uh, of like going all the way back and you know, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's been that's been fun. Like like I said, man, it's been it's been very fun. Um, just working on a project that's kind of a no brainer. You know what I mean? Like auto runners yeah. are especially when you're making it for like a very small, very small crowd. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the use case. I was watching too, somebody too deep, so. talking about like how they're like trying to make their first game and like go dad. And I was like, also be interesting to see how they approach this. And they just made like flappy birds. And I was like, 
come on, man, this ain't a game. <laughs> like, I mean, it uh, is though. That, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. one of those games where I think it's a newer game that people recognize, but it also teaches a lot of concepts. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, like repeating tile sets, like generating yeah. like a random like uh, X Y, you know, scaling. Uh, you know, a game over screen, start, stop, yeah, uh, basic play. gravity, inertia, all that shit. Yeah. too. And yeah. Yeah, yeah it teaches a lot of concepts and like a few lines of code. Yeah, because uh, I think for like for like you and I, right? It's it's probably yeah. be a little, you know, too too easy of a of an exercise. But that's essentially what I'm doing with the with the kids game. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's nothing wrong with it. So. And it's like yeah. good for like your first. And we always talk about like feature creep and like making the first game like really small or something. But yep. Uh, but then when I actually see somebody out there doing it and like trying to be like, uh, you know, You're just hating, dude. We, yeah, like uh, I feel like you're trying to do this for Internet Cloud, but they're also just you know showing somebody like their learning process of like a new engine and stuff. So it's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, you, there's nothing wrong with your Flappy Bird clones. Uh, I th- I just don't put them uh, on the store, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't put them on the Play Store. There's enough right. of them. Right, 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 right. Uh, I would say that uh, you know, learning a new engine, remaking a game we've made in another engine, is a really nice way to learn it. You know, because you already know how you wanted the game to play. It already works in another thing. But if you're changing, switching gears, it's a nice thing to do. Just like quick remake a game you've already made. Um, It's also nice to have something you're familiar with, like prototype, because I did that with Construct 2 for a long time where I would build something out in Construct 2 and then remake it in Unity. Because I was like, all right, I understand now. Because you know things, but you don't know like all the things that you need to know necessarily. I know it's kind of yep. weird to say. No, no, no. You're uh, right. You're right. Because it it's like, I don't, like you either got build it out like on a spreadsheet, like an like an Excel spreadsheet, or like a flow chart, or on like paper, like something to like figure out like the underlying mechanics. But then like when you're actually like making the game, there's just things like you forgot about. <laughs> like, so, That's yeah. why uh, making a game bible is very important. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So it's fun, fun to do, fun to get out there. I was messing around a little bit with like Godat as well this week, man. Uh, just because I've like they have like you're the always Q-Dat. switching engines, dude. You got you got uh, <laughs> Unity, you got G Develop, you got Godot. Uh, do, do I? What else did you I say? Like, you oh yeah, Trench Broom actually has like like some game functionality, right? Or it is, it is just yeah, like well, it, it's just a map maker, but you can like program in stuff for like entities or lights right, or whatever. Right, to right. you make door switches and stuff. It's cool, man. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was, I don't know. I was playing around with Godat because it has like the QDAP plugin. So I was like, yep. how can I get a game? Can I just like make a third person game in this? Because I was like, because I'm messing around so much in Trench Broom, I'm like, oh, I want to kind of play these maps and see how they actually feel. Because again, it's like one thing to like lay out a map, but it's like another thing to like move around and like play it and like feel how it would feel, if that makes yeah. sense. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I can just use Godat for this. Uh, Turns out I can't, uh, you know, I got it working. I got like a first person controller in there and working and stuff, but then I like tried to like use their third person controller demo and I was like, oh, this might be kind of cool. And then like, it didn't work. It was giving me some errors. And I was like, this is first party template to like show off the engine. And like, you guys came and get this shit working. Right. Like, and like, I'm sure it's like a simple setting that I just don't know how to do. Cause I like so looked online per problem yeah. in chair. No, it's, yeah. it's 100%, <laughs> it's 100% me. But also when I looked up like the problem, people just like, uh, they're like, Oh, use like the flugen flogging button. And I'm like, bitch, I don't know where that is, what you're talking about. Cause like everything you click on gives you like new, you know, drop down buttons. And then there's things nested within things. So I'm like, I'm sure it's one of those things inside of a thing that I need to click somewhere but I don't know where that is. And then like somebody's just saying, just click that thing. Doesn't help, bro. Does not help. <laughs> like I have no idea where that is. So I'm sure like if I sat down with like, uh, I got into like their Looked discord the or UI. something. <laughs> yeah. Somebody would help me out. Like somebody would right. be like, Hey man, just click this, this, uh, there you go. Boomer. And I'm like, Oh, thanks guy. Uh, as I sit there drinking my, uh, sugar free, you know, energy drink. With my sunglasses on indoors, <laughs> using my I just like I just want to get my trench broom uh, models working. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that I just want to make a lawnmower sim, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's uh, that's actually not a bad idea. Like a competitive, you know, uh, like a competitive uh, two two lawns side by side, right? Different weeds and stuff. You got to mow the lawn, uh, spray some weed killer on it. You know, just whoever has the, the better lawn in a certain amount of time wins 
man. You're talking it's about called, a battle Hank royale. Hill, the Hank Hill, <laughs> Hank Hill uh, lawn, lawn uh, maintenance game, you know? <laughs> it needs to be a battle royale. So, like, you start off in suburbia. It's like 100 people on their lawnmowers, and it starts off. Uh, and, like, <laughs> you just have a certain amount of time to mow the grass, and whoever does the best, uh, you know, stays in the round. And you just keep eliminating people from it. <laughs> <laughs> this is these are free game ideas here, folks. Yeah, <laughs> Throw them out happen. there. Just, just credit oh, the man. Wombo. <laughs> I have an actual game idea that I want to, and I, it's kind of, it's kind of like the perfect game for me because it's like pushing my knowledge to like, uh, it'll be challenging, but I know all the pieces to make it work type of thing. Okay. Uh, and I got the idea from watching a YouTuber, so I don't know. I'm not gonna say anything. I'll tell I'll tell you about the idea after the pod, dude. Uh, because it's, I don't know. I feel like it's game changing, uh, in a lot of ways for a lot of people. So I don't know, man. Sometimes you get those ideas and I'm like, man, I should do this. But I'm like, also like, that's a lot of work. I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That that would involve me reading documentation and not being in trench broom, man. So. Right. True. True. Maybe, maybe, maybe stick in trench broom for a little longer just to get the, it's kind of like you said, man, where I've been bouncing around like a lot of different things and trying out a lot of different ideas. And I'm like. I kind of have like a vague notion of like something I want to build as far as like, uh, cause this map building has like hit the itch where I'm like, man, I kind of want to make something a little bit bigger. And like I've talked about, like maybe looking for a, a team of people where I'm like, Oh, if I could just, uh, white box out like rooms, uh, like on a bigger team of like, have like the general map layout. Like, uh, if, if I can do concept art and stuff, so I'm like, I could generally pull together a bunch of ideas and like lay out things and then, white box that out or gray box it uh, and then just give that to other people who I'm going to like ZBrush or something and like make something bigger with like a, a group of people. I know yeah. that's really hard to do because I've been watching like all these like dead mods uh, being yep. in these engines with like, you know, black Mesa and all these other like teams that at least other quake mod teams as well that like show I mean, black up black Mesa got was completed and released. And, yeah. I mean, but like the, not... they're still like trying to bug fix it. And like the original team that like finished it, they're like, Oh, we're done, dude. So they're like trying to find new people and stuff. And I'm like, man, that sounds like a headache to like go in and try and figure out what other people were doing at one point. So. Way, way simple. Simplifying it, bro. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> I played through it. It's done. It's done. It's fine. There's barely All any right. bugs. I don't even think there's no game breaking bugs. Like they're just, there's nitpicking at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one person who's left over who's like, we gotta fix this, guys. And everyone's like, we're good, dude. This is this is gold. We're, we out. So yeah, yeah. Uh, There's always that one team member. It's all right. It's all right. I think it's just working on the last thing they did was just worked on uh, Steam Deck compatibility. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where you you'd think like every Valve game should just work on the Steam Deck, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it just works, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it should, and I believe that they all do. I haven't, I haven't actually looked into playing a Half Life on the on the Steam Deck. Actually, I'd love to. When I see what I want, and man, I'm getting way off. To, I was going to get to the topic, but let me just go into this real quick. So Half Life, like you would great. go dot, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> it Half Life's fucking great. Let's just be honest, right? Half Life is amazing. Um, my favorite. Of it's okay. The se- fuck you. <laughs> or, I don't know. I've heard it called the Citizen Kane of video games. Where <laughs> like it was like the first game to like show like a narrative being told, like and like interact the game, like the, yeah, the game script, the environment. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's important for that reason. But as far as like modern games, bro, come on. Still holds up. <laughs> Is he in a stomp the glass? I don't. I, I feel like I'm salty up. still from Half Life Two, needing the Steam client and always being online. Uh, I don't know. Like you could say, Steam well, pioneered since, a lot of things. They, Narrative they, they, story you did not have to microtransactions. Online, though, they, they, might, they, uh, they, rolled, they rolled that back. DLC. It's like uh, first week of release. <laughs> yeah, skimming. You know, twenty percent off all purchases. Incorrectly. <laughs> no, nah, negative, bro. Like you definitely needed Steam, and you always had to be online for that game. Because this is one of the reasons why. I no, no, no. Took- they, they they rolled that back, dude. You could you could be offline right now and play play Half Life Two. Huh. Sure. 100%. I mean, like, it was like the damage was done, dude. Like, they lost all the old grognards, dude. Like, me in my uh, Quake 1 maps, I'm like, this ain't like Quake, bro. It should be uh, shareware, bro. How come dude, I can't get a demo disc of this game, bro? Steam is the number <laughs> one number one platform, so I think they're fine without you, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, no, have, have, so, getting back to it before you before you just hated for no reason. Uh, I'm just have, like, I'm letting people know, like, a little bit of the history behind it. I miss I miss like full single player expansions, 
you know i, I always thought that was, that was nice to experience the, the story or, or continue it or in half-life's case experience the same story through different points of view so you had cool. uh half-life opposing force replayed as the military guys or the marines who came in and into black Mesa yeah, was it like blue Lord and Freeman. magenta or some shit and then, and then it was like green blue emerald where you, where you played as uh as barney it was like to, pokemon uh, dude <laughs> um, who was you know, saving a scientist and getting out. So um, they're both made by Gearbox back when Gearbox actually, you know, made quality. <laughs> yeah. What um, happened with Gearbox, man? Uh, they started making their own IPs and lost and then made a, uh, oodles of money Bullet with Storm? Borderlands. No, Bulletstorm was uh, uh, People Can Fly. Huh. Yeah. Um, Did Gearbox publish it? What am I thinking? No. Epic I want to say they're involved it. somehow. No, not at all. Not with both. Gearbox stuff. is like a tentacle, dude. They're like Hydra. They they have so Gearbox bought or they made Borderlands. They made Aliens, Colonial Marines, and the big thing was they used the money that Sega gave them for Aliens, Colonial Marines, to uh, completely fund and finish Borderlands. Did Colonial Marines come out busted too? Was that there? Yeah, it's busted to this day. Fans actually came out and fixed the. It was AI. like a simple patch too, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like a quote like, or some shit. It was yeah, like a they quote accidentally the quoted it out code. before yeah. the final build. There. That yep. Sucks. Yep. Yeah, and Gearbox refused to go in and change anything. Like this is broken as shit. And the Aliens franchise has, uh, after a- Aliens was <laughs> just kicked two, it down the road. You're like, you know what that is? Sega's problem. Yeah. We yeah. Have- exactly. <laughs> so. So uh, Sega sued Gearbox for a shit ton of money. I, I believe they won that case, honestly. Um, but yeah, fuck Gearbox, dude. <laughs> like, like, hey, man, you know, like, like oh, there's boy, nothing wrong with wanting they, to make your own stuff. Like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. But there's there's fulfilling a contract. And there's just being shady as fuck about it. Especially like I'm a big fan of the Aliens franchise, and like Aliens versus Predator Two is one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, they just it's ever since then the franchise has been just like this budget release like aliens fire team was fun but it's definitely a budget game and uh yeah man like long story short fuck your box uh they it's also bought- reminds me of like a quote i heard because i was listening to the something about like duke nukem forever because like yeah they bought uh, duke, the, that's what i was gonna say they bought the yeah duke nukem because license, like yeah. 2001 build got leaked i guess recently online so like it's been coming up a little bit like a year uh, but yeah <laughs> and, and then they're like uh showing like the guy who was like responsible for the franchise like back in 2001 they're like so what's taking the game so long it's like oh, he's like kind of joking about it. but then like at one point he's like yeah we've just been playing warcraft and i'm like that's probably real that's He's been playing a lot of World of Warcraft <laughs> online. And I was like, when does it become like a scam where you're stealing money from publishers to fund your World of Warcraft addiction? Uh, like, like I don't know. Like, I'm sure like, that, though, Duke Nukem Forever is... Done. We, we might need to do a whole pod on Duke Nukem Forever, dude. Uh, it's it's <laughs> so... that That is the ultimate example of feature creep. So the yeah. original had... But, like, long story short, maybe we'll, we'll do a pod on this. Was it uh, feature Duke- creep? Because it seems like... Almost yeah, a hundred percent. It was like I, I don't know. Like all right, like this is hypothetical, right? We're just we're joking around. Uh, don't sue us. <laughs> but it sounds like from the outside looking in, it looks like they just made tech demos to grift publishers to like fund their World of Warcraft addiction. They all just like sat around playing World of Warcraft, and they're like, "All right, let's make a demo for like uh, E three to get like another publisher in on this to like fund another round." So of, here's here's the figure big- lifestyle. Here's the big driving force of why uh, Duke Nukem Forever took forever. Um, Duke, when Duke Nukem 3D came out, it was cutting edge, yeah. and to some, it like the build engine was very pretty. Uh, it did things uh, that no other engine at the time could do, and it was right before Quake came out with true 3D. It was like uh, two, three years before Half Life. That like sure. 2000 build. I want to say like. So Are like you talking about Duke Forever or Duke Nukem 3D? Uh, 3D. 3D was in the early 90s, dude. Yeah, and the 3D was like 93. Half-Life came out in 98. 98, yeah. So it's yeah. like, a, hmm. I want to say Forever was like in the works, and that uh, 2001 so, build would have been like a couple of years before Half-Life. So, so uh, here's... In the timeline of things. <laughs> Half-Life, what do you mean? The 2001 build was a couple of years before Half-Life, and Half-Life came out in 98. Yeah, because they were working on it, dude. Like the so like the 2001 build that we that people saw at E3 was being worked on before Half Life. So it would have been if they had gotten it out. Uh, beside like because like the original 
date for that damn game was like, oh, we'll have it out uh, late 99, and then it's 2001, then it's 2003. They just kept kicking it down okay, the road. So here's, so here's, what, so here's what happened. Uh, so A lot happened. The, 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 lead, <laughs> the, the lead designer, um, Duke Nukem 3D, was considered a, a tentpole um, in PC gaming, and in terms of like graphics, animation, build quality, things like that, it was it was like one of the one of the big big temples. You know, it was Doom. Doom was like the end all be all of FPSs, and then Duke Nukem came out, and and you know some people say took its lunch. Um, obviously, there's a big rivalry between uh, 3D Realms and ID at that point, but uh, you know it's like a mutual kind of they're making each other better and duke nukem 3d came out and you know with the shareware model just fucking did gangbusters um with actually having a real character uh so they wanted to be the best graphics best gameplay uh most innovative level design ever on release right the problem is mm-hmm. it released quake and duke nukem yeah. the duke nukem team was like okay we need to have better graphics than quake so they made a new engine and then uh then Valve or no Unreal Tournament came out or Unreal came out the original Unreal and they're like oh Changed shit this everything. game actually has this game actually has a narrative so like yep. okay let's build a narrative and then Half Life came out yeah, and they're like oh shit this game has a scripted narrative it's actually really fucking interactive good. story yeah dude. Like, interactive uh, so we, they, they went back to the drawing board to redo it again it's like and then, stole their whole <laughs> launch dude it was like took yep. part of their launch and then they came and took their lunch money and yep. everything else dude yep so then when they got ready to release again uh doom 3 footage came out and they're like oh shit the game <laughs> you know? changed man so they're <laughs> like we need to be better have better graphics than doom 3 and they went back to the drawing board again so it's it also weird, right like of- nobody would have cared like it, like nobody was like oh like it, it just seemed like unrealistic expectations yep, that they put 100%. on themselves like, like, and then it kept you- getting the project kept getting bigger and bigger and they refused yeah. to cut anything yeah. so so Except that, the that, engine and like all their work, they're like, "Oh, I guess we're gonna oh, redo they, it all they, again." They, <laughs> they kept scrapping full engine work. So this is yeah. this is the like they're they were a big studio back then, and yeah, this is uh, why I by a all accounts component. like the game was like 80 percent done, like and they would scrap it, and they did it like two or three times where they yeah. had like uh like almost a full ass game build uh, done, and they're like, "Well, I guess." Uh, we gotta go back to the drawing board because something came out. And it's like, really, dude? You just sit in your yeah, office all yeah. day. Uh, what called seagulling? You just come by, your... shit on everybody's <laughs> ideas, and then you fly off again. Yeah, there's something about knowing your competition, but there's also a thing of of stay in your stay in your lane and get your project done, man. Like, yeah. like uh, with Quake Three Arena and Unreal Tournament, right? They were both making like arena shooters before that became a, a phrase, right? And they yeah. released they released pretty close to each other, but instead of instead of id looking at Unreal or Unreal looking at at uh ed going what are they doing i should say epic but uh they they just stayed and they made their they made competing games were like okay but when made the best game win and they made they both studios made the two best fucking shooters of all time yeah <laughs> you know it's like, like you're competing with like the literally the, i don't know but it's like hindsight 2020 right you don't know you're going against like the best in uh show ever at the time right so you're like oh these are my uh colleagues these are people like i talk to like Hey, this is fine. You know, little did you know that it's like going to be the best shit of all time. You're just like, so it's like <laughs> you're holding yourself to like your, the standard of your peers, but like, it's like, bro, your peers, they're, are making, like, they're making the fucking, they're making history. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Still kind of uh, Cause I think, I think especially in that time, Duke Nukem was such a <laughs> popular character that characterization would have propelled them enough. And Duke Nukem has very unique weapons, you know, like the, yeah. the freeze ray, ray, the shrink ray, shit like that. Having that in full 3D would have been really cool. And having it, like, to this day, Duke Nukem multiplayer is fun as shit and very unique yeah. uh, with the I weapons you have. It's Destructible environments like was a, the other thing. Fun, Red Faction was uh, the other game they wanted to do better, he's a, man. He's a stand-up of, like, an 80s action hero, yep. right? Yep. So it's like... Yep. Just so do that. Finds, uh, I, I feel like it still works, I don't, but like we don't even do '80s action anymore, right? No, no. Like, that's, it, that's it's, it's, it's moved a, to a like product of his time. Yeah, he's a we've moved to like, like every guy man. as the hero now, yeah. right? So we want like your uh, your Jason Bournes or like your uh, even like Bond. They made him uh, more of a believable action dude, where it's like, oh, he just needs to be more military man, dude, uh, yeah. generic military person, uh, or like uh, the was it the movie like Nobody or. Uh, 
what was the other one the big one with keanu reeves john uh, wick yeah john wick where it's like oh it's just some regular dude who like uses gun kata and his wits to to win the day and he also gets beat up whereas like 80s was like an unstoppable unmovable force type of thing yeah. where it's like oh we're gonna send in this dude who looks like a robot from the future dude <laughs> <laughs> or it's like the penultimate human with like a universal soldier like your kurt russell's or whatever you know universal soldier was john claude van damme was it 100 <laughs> was kurt russell in uh escape from new york Okay, yeah, Stargate. Escape from New York. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is also '80s action man. Big trouble whatever. in Little China. <laughs> yeah, your 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 Swartz, your Stallones. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yep. he was yep. just that dude. Uh, that was Duke Nukem. He was just. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like a spoof of those movies, like lampooning yep. it. So I guess like if you would do that game again, it'd be more of like a set of Evil Dead quotes or Army of Darkness yeah. quotes. Yeah. It would be like for modern times would be like you're sending up like jason bourne and mission impossible and like this type of stuff instead it's funny you mentioned mission impossible as a modern thing but it started in 96 <laughs> i mean that's modern for doom bro or for uh, duke uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i duke feel like i'm stuck like the in like spy, 85 the spy genre was going to take off with like joanna dark with perfect dark but uh rare like with the microsoft acquisition and then like the force like forcing uh perfect dark zero they really fumbled it like i think if that game could have you know done something like we we would have had more spy themed games oh, like uh operation uh no one loves forever Two perfected the spy genre and, metal gear yeah yeah but you know i think i think joanna dark would have done a little a little more for it than what happened uh blame the yeah, expansion me... pack bro on that they're like you need this this expansion pack for the nintendo 64 to even be able to handle all the polygons on the screen dude <laughs> it's the textures it's the, 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 <laughs> it was the also towards the end of that textures. life cycle i feel like maybe if they had, yep. like uh went out uh for like playstation 2 or something it had been it would have been like a different timeline of history it would probably would still like everything would be instead of like your call of duties everything would be spy genre stuff perfect, to this day <laughs> yeah huh, interesting perfect dark had unique weapons as well I think about it like no other game had weapons like that yeah they stopped really innovating on like fun games because of the military shooters they're just like yeah yeah like perfect dark literally had a weapon that was a wall hack (laughs) 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 Uh, so yeah uh, like proximity runs like no we need another turok dude they made another turok it sucked ass (laughs) yeah but like no disney owns it now so we'll probably never get like a proper og dinosaur hunter but Man, could use another Turok. Does Disney own it? Yeah, bro. <laughs> they bought it up. So they made like a studio. Uh, and then 08 happened with like the market crashing. So they closed down a bunch of studios yeah. that they made. So they're like, oh, we're going to build up our own gaming franchises instead of outsourcing it. Uh, and then 08 happened. They're like, close it down, close it down. And now they just kind of license things out to people again. So I know people come to him with like different Turok ideas all the time. Dream, and DreamWorks owns it. DreamWorks. That's yeah, a Steven Spielberg studio. DreamWorks, doesn't it? No. No? No. DreamWorks right. is Maybe they thing. got it at some point. Oh, Disney owned it at one hand point. It was just like in a holding company at one point. They leased it out to a bunch of different people. And I think they, they went under. It's a tattered, sad history of Turok, man. <laughs> Them and like a Dino Crisis. Where are we getting more dinosaur games? If if Jurassic World was a better franchise, we probably would have. But we got I like art, mediocre run. So should we just start playing Ark, bro? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> would you play another uh, Turok or Dino Crisis if they dropped one? Hundred percent. I've actually I've actually uh, never played through Dino Crisis. Um, that's on my list to play. This game's it's actually kind of like a it's Resident Evil, but more jump scary Resident Evil. Yeah, I was gonna say. It's yeah. like Resident Evil uh, so with more jump scares. Dino Crisis Two was just like a straight action game too. Like yeah, like with they the went Evil insane. Engines. Like they went to the future in the last Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis like, Three was apparently terrible. They went to space. You know, you know because... when your franchise goes to space, it's shit. <laughs> space. Your horror franchise goes to outer space. It's you're yeah, out of yep. ideas. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hell, Hellraiser did it. Uh, Leprechaun did it. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. gonna have the next Children of the Corn will be Children of the Corn on the Moon. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> there's the moon base and there's the children the out there in the moon dust. Right, exactly. You see exactly. them out there in the in the corn. But or yeah, or I moon think, corn. I think uh, one of the big things in the that I think the general public is finding is gaming has and and film like AAA has been very reliant on existing properties. Yeah, it's um, too much money involved. You can't take a risk anymore because like you're putting a hundred million dollars on the line. You're not going to be like, well, let's try it out on John's new idea. <laughs> you're like, nah, bro. <laughs> How about no? How about we right. take the thing that we know we could uh, that sold you know three million copies back in the day? How about we try that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you see the same thing with like comic books as well, where they're like they want to push like the image, even image, where they're like, oh, we're doing we're going to become an indie book publisher, and they're like, yeah, how about we stop taking as many risks and like we're only taking people who sell stuff, and that's all we're pushing. <laughs> like, uh, like you can't afford to take any risk, like when you like have such paper thin margins on things and like the time to make something takes so long too so it's like it might be a good idea but then like whatever the idea gets taken right by somebody else like the the climate changes or whatever for the temperature of the market shifts completely uh i don't know yeah i I hate people just chasing like whatever's hot right now too though so yeah it's weird it's weird so I'd say that uh, for the comic industry, people are like, oh, it's a dying industry. Print media is dead, blah, 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 right? Um, It's been doing very well for itself being a farm for Hollywood for ideas. Yeah. You know, and also <laughs> like like the game space has done it too. Like the darkness this is, started off. This is the problem too, though. It's like a bunch of uh, car- carpet baggers have gone into the industry and they're like, I just want my movie script. Uh, that's a bad movie script, so I want them to like make it a comic book, so I can show that to a, a producer, and then they'll make it. It's like, no, bro, like just make a good story first. Like, right. like instead of being like, how can I sell this? Uh, I don't. Know. And people like accuse like some of the best writers, like uh, Mark Millar and stuff, where they're like, oh, you just want to make like a movie script publishing house at this point for your storyboards, and like, like I don't know, Kick Ass was all right. It's it's, it's okay. Yeah, whatever. See, there's yeah. good books. Like, you just hate him because he wants to be outside of the big two and make his own ideas, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did uh, Mark Miller uh, did – he was like the main writer for Civil War, right? That was like his, the last time he'd worked for Marvel, I want to say. Sure. Yeah, sounds about right. Did like a big yeah. Ted Pool release and it did all right. And people are like, all right, what's your next thing? It's like, I'm going to do my own thing, guys. <laughs> and this would start image, right? It was like, yep. they're looking at like the books and they're like, these books are selling so good because we're on them. And they're like, no, it's because Spider-Man's on them. <laughs> yep. And yep. so they're like, all right, then we'll peace out. We're going to do our own thing. We'll show you. Well, he did. He did Kingsman. Kings, Kingsman's a franchise. Yeah. It just kind of wrapped up recently. So, I mean, you know. He's, he does a lot of stuff and they become movies. And that's why people are like, you just start storyboarding your movies, man. He's like, no, I'm writing good stories. And also people want to, you know, they're like. It's like Chrononauts is not becoming a movie. I can guarantee <laughs> that. <laughs> it might, bro. Nah. Uh, but uh, back to the gaming gaming front, man. There's been, uh, we've been talking for quite a bit on Duke Nukem. But uh, I did want to touch on this a little bit with the time we have left. Uh <coughs> excuse me um coffee all right. we, we mentioned yeah yeah i drank all the water already uh we, we mentioned uh quite a bit in the pod of kind of what what the future holds for digital rights management things like that and ubisoft i swear they are always the ones who are doing the wrong thing <laughs> yeah. uh from making nft games from their monetization practices from their their even game developing practices, uh, I mean, they just all keep these... making wrong decisions. <laughs> all the uh, big the gaming companies are doing it right. They're just but Ubisoft's at the forefront. The they're out, out there. And they're just yeah. <laughs> they're, they're putting they're, they're putting their nuts the ones, on the line, dude. <laughs> they're the ones who who trip and fall first, you know, before everyone it, else tries it. it if feels they like stumble, they're... someone else will try it. But if they fall, no one else will try it. Yeah, they seem. Right, like it, it's tough, man, because you want to be innovative as well. Uh, but it also Not seems like a, <laughs> they, I mean, you know, trying new stuff is innovative. Like this new monetization schemes, like they are trying different monetization schemes. Like you could say, like sure, it's like profit first, but like profit funds the engine that will create like your art. So it's 
whatever they can do to mitigate more risk so they can make new IP and try new things. Like, uh, you know, like you got, somebody's gotta be out there trying it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so here's this, like, this, that's the best possible light to see, <laughs> see what they do. I love how you're like forcing, forcing yourself to see, to be play devil's advocate, to see uh, a good thing that Ubisoft is doing. Let me tell you the shit that they pulled. All right, let's see they're what's going ending, on. They're ending online services for uh, a bunch of their games, including uh, the last Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell Blacklist, uh, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry. Uh, I think there's another old, older, uh, what's that, Sudden Strike 4. Uh, Does it mean like their service, so, like you won't be able to play online or download that's the game? What or... That's what I thought. They also yeah. announced ending support for the DLC that requires online services, including the authorization to play said DLC. So What's DLC the, the solution though, right? Like you can't run these old ass servers indefinitely, right? <laughs> Give it to the fans. Yeah, like that's every the other, every other um, game dev has done this. They've just given it to the fans. They're like, um, here's how to run a server. Manager. Here's the client. Uh, yep. Here's the server. Yep. Enjoy. Yep. Or or in terms of so the, this is the big thing that so the DLC you won't be able to play anymore, right? You like you know you won't I'm still be able waiting to go on back the Rayman engine dude. DLC and and uh, you know continue continue the game like later on in in life. Nope, that's just going to be gone forever. So here is the solution: before you decide to to turn off all the online shit, you release a patch that that is always authorized right you just have to have that patch and then it always works but ubisoft instead of you know doing something for for the fans or people who bought their game they're like nah we're just turning it off and you're fucked uh the yeah. other big thing is how much of it are... is possible though like from their engineering side like you have to assume a lot are you sure about if that? it's an authorization model you just have to turn it on it's just it's just looking for a check dude All like right. the content exists are what about like licensing, especially with like cross-platform stuff? Because it's always already a sticky wicket. So it's like None maybe of their stuff's cross-platform. Okay, so it's all off their servers yep. that they own. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, they just don't want to deal with it. They just don't want to do it. <laughs> they just want to flip uh, off that token. The other big thing. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty shitty, right? And then no. I'm, I'm reading further. They're also removing games from the store. Games you've already purchased are just gone. <laughs> will be gone from your library. Unless yeah. you purchased a physical copy of this, it's just fucking gone. So if you if you really like Assassin's Creed Liberation, or maybe you want to go through the entire series, and Liberation HD is is on your list, you better play that shit now or find a pirated version uh, because that shit's gonna be gone. There's gonna be no legal means to get that game. Uh, I mean, that was, know, somebody had to be the first, right, to like yeah. close down their platforms and yep. deal with like the ownage. But this this right was. Issue. This was what I was worried about and what I warned people about that could yeah. happen with switching everything to digital is what what's stopping the, these publishers from just saying, no, you can't have it anymore. You paid for the right to have it and we we're revoking that right. So yeah. your money's out the window, you know, like say that's your favorite game ever. You can't play it anymore outside of pirating it. Or maybe if you if you happen to find or the game actually got released on physical media so you can actually install it still. But what's you know it's, it's it's such a bad precedent to set like what the fuck is ubisoft doing dude like somebody had to be the first bro i'm glad it was ubisoft like <laughs> eventually this is going to happen right like these older games like servers were going to go down like people are going to stop supporting them like, like that happens to this day but at no point did people retroactively pull shit and go yeah you bought it no more yeah but like i mean that's good old games and stuff they're like trying to breathe new life into like older franchises and stuff. But like what happens when good old games goes down? Cause eventually it'll happen, right? What happens when steam goes down? Like at some point in the future, like the way we deal with like web and internet traffic will change so dramatically. Uh, like even like how people it's have to like run what, what happens there <laughs> with so like DOS box down. and stuff. Like <laughs> you have to right, find right. your good old games. You have to find like a way to like, like run a ROM or whatever. Like, uh, and like, companies aren't stepping in and stopping people from doing ROMs and stuff. I mean, you know, Nintendo and sometimes Sega, but most of the time companies are like, yeah, whatever. Like we understand people are out there doing this stuff, but like it's a way to preserve like gaming history. Uh, and like, we're not going to go in there. Like even like uh, vanilla. Wow. They let them do that forever until they're like, Oh, we're going to launch it. Send them the cease and desist. We're going to yeah. relaunch it. They're making money. We could be making that money. <laughs> so, until there's like a monetary incentive for like these major corporations to like 
keep all these older games alive because like they sold it to you once they're not making more money off uh assassin's creed liberation they put it on sale for like five dollars dude everybody who wanted to buy that game bought that game (laughs) but they put it on sale um so it it was a part of the steam sale for like you said five dollars and yeah. it's gonna be gone from stores. <laughs> the old bait switch, dude. They, yeah, dude. they literally I got mean, your five dollars. Then they're like, "Yeah, you don't have this game anymore." They literally stole money from your pocket, dude. I mean, Capcom kind of just did the same thing as well, where they sold all of their old games, like your Kane Legacy, uh, the early Laura Cross and stuff, and then they sold off that's, all that's those Square. That's uh, Square Enix. Yeah. Is that Square? All right. 100%. Yeah. Square did the same thing. Square Enix was like, but Squ- "Here's but all." Squ- our- at no Old point game. did Square say say you can't play these games ever again. They they sold them to get the last bit of profit from that from that, and then they sold the IPs to other people. The, like yeah. those old games are still available to be played. Yeah, but it's being maintained by Steam. But like if uh, Square had like their own servers, they would have did the same shit. They're like, oh, you can't access anymore. We sold off the IP. Now you have to go figure it out when they, you know, run their servers or whatever. And they're like, well, can I, does this transfer over? Like, what's going on with that? And they're like, ah, we don't know. That's not our problem anymore, kid. Good luck. But uh, the, it didn't rely on authorization like that. You yeah. know, it's it's like the multiplayer, it, it would just be, you know, either Steam Run or just, you know, uh, like direct IP connection, stuff like that. It would still be, the major point is it would still be playable. It's yeah, like that, that's only why, because that's it's like a third party. It's, it would, yeah, holding. like like all the GameStop. Like remember GameSpy? Like a lot of uh, games in the early 2000s used GameSpy servers. GameSpy closed down. You know what happened? A fan ca- fans came out and just released their own their own shit using because yeah. GameSpy was like, hey, this is ending, but uh, here fine. here's all the shit uh, to keep these games running. So all these games still are you can still play online, dude. I can still jump in and play SWAT four right fucking now. Even play though it used Quake GameSpy one right servers. now, buddies. <laughs> Quake one used Quake World though. Let's be honest. <laughs> Quake World's still up and running. But the, but like I think you're glossing over the fact that that Ubisoft is against their consumers, dude. They're 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 clearly against preservation. They're against like consumers yeah, enjoying their product. Trying man. to make money, bro. Like uh, what's nothing wrong with that? <laughs> this is like you own it's nothing, dude. Like right. This is part of the end user agreement. Like uh, this is the horrible future we all signed up for. This is why I was against half-life being online back in the day where i was like i'm gonna take a principled stand everyone's like you're an old man yelling at the moon these servers will be up forever asshole do you, who cares if you don't own a physical copy of the cd i'm like they're not printing cds you have to be online they this is cds for half-life too yeah back in the day but it's like you have to be online to activate it but i bought the cd this is fucking bullshit what if i don't yeah. have the internet <laughs> this is when we had the outrage with the uh no disk drive with xbox where it's like you have to always be online and people are like how dare you i want my disc i need a disc drive uh and then they rolled it back they're like oh never mind lol jk uh you know (laughs) you need we're gonna put a disc drive back in there uh you know people have been fighting until they're not fighting anymore like now i got my xbox series s and it doesn't have a disc drive and there was nobody upset about it but they're like oh you can get the x version that has the disc drive we're giving you the option the freedom yeah. of both choices, but all their games have moved online as well with Xbox Pass. What happens when they decide, like, ah, oh, never mind, we're done with the games division? Because they've said that before, where it's like it's not really that profitable for them, like their entire Xbox game division. So the, there's been talk about like killing the Xbox altogether for years. Uh, so that's, like, that's they might been rumor and speculation based yeah. on, on the Azure platform. It's going to be never, Xbox Pass, bro. Like, it's not going to be a physical. Con- uh, yeah, saying they're going to end it. But it might, right? Like, like if you look at like the margins and profit wise, we're like, ah, who who cares about this anymore? So you might get rid of like the physical console. But like, at what point do they like start getting rid of physical servers as well? Because they're just so old and dated. And then they're like, ah, we're not moving things over. Whatever. Like you're gonna maybe we, at some point we'll re-release this stuff on our new storefront. And you can buy it all again, baby. Uh, and anybody who bought it, it would have been 20, 30 years ago anyway. We don't care about you. You're probably old or dead. <laughs> like, I, like you don't own your digital library. Like, we're not gonna be able to give it to our kids. Like, this is, uh, it's an ethereal thing. There, so let me let me end the pod on on this one here. You're that I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, there is actually legislation um, in the UK right now for um, digital rights beneficiaries. So your digital library can be given to like transferred over. Of your choice. yeah transferred over yeah 
Yeah. That's so it yeah, doesn't make sense. Like, cause I was, remember this with like, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, but like everything's tied to that account. Right. So I don't know. Like I had like these super rare Fortnite skins, but I don't play Fortnite anymore. And, and people were like, Hey man, would you sell that account to me? I'm like, I have other shit on there though that I want. <laughs> like, even though I don't yeah. play Fortnite, like I have other games on here. I want like, it would be nice if they had like a marketplace like steam where I could sell stuff. But, uh, yeah. Cause they're like, how much for that skin? Cause I'm willing to give you like 50, $60 for it. And I'm like, bro, like all the shit on my like Epic games store, like it's probably closer to like two or $3,000 <laughs> just because it's like everything I use on there. So you'd have to buy everything to get your stupid Fortnite skin, bro. Like, yeah, it yeah. is what it is, but like, yeah, yeah. like, and the, have no legal way to transfer that over to you anyway. So I have to hopefully assume that you won't you break, you break you left from doing that. Too, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I'm an outlaw, dude. Right, 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 right. But I mean, that that's that's a future thing that's that's real, you know. Because because yeah. we talk we talk about like games are probably the easiest thing to have like like say oh I own this digitally, right? But that that applies to every other thing too. Like like the music music industry has switched basically to a streaming model, but you you can still buy MP3s, right? Um, yeah, people out here still, making records, you can buy a vinyl record right yep, now. Yep. So, uh, and movies, there's, there's a huge digital library of, of movies you can, you can have like a lot of Blu-rays and stuff came, come with like a digital code to watch your movie you own online as well. Yeah. So, you know, like there's a, definitely a precedent for owning digital rights. Also, what happens to like, if you're, if you're subscribed to Adobe cloud, right? What happens when you die and like someone else wants to use your subscription or you, you're like, Hey, this project has to be complete. Like you you're just fucked you know like yeah, like i think <laughs> should transfer, have got the corporate key transfer right right exactly <laughs> like transfer of of uh rights is actually something that needs to happen in the industry yeah. and um i think it's only going to happen through first litigation like, it, it's only it going to happen when people yeah. come to sue ubisoft for uh walling off their games they're like hey man yeah. i don't have access to all these games we're gonna have to class action lawsuit you into like figuring it out right right so it's weird because they have means for like uh bankruptcy as well like so like if a company closes down like something happens with like you know the rights that they own for like certain games and stuff like somebody will come out like at the other end owning that hopefully like yep. some usually like a creditor like, or something li liquidation sale yeah yeah so but there's nothing like on the other end of it so this is yep we'll see what happens man yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. All right, brother. Lost City that, Boys. Uh, I think that uh, concludes today's pod. Uh, yeah. Good shit, dude. Good shit. You own nothing and be happy. <laughs> it's the <laughs> new let, world let, order. I'll let Chip's pessimism uh, uh, sign us off here. So <laughs> I'm Mr. Gimpy. <laughs> Chip Monk, pirate what you can when you can <laughs> before the they put level. chips in you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Cowboy Podcast. Peace. We're out of here. Later. <laughs>